Let's do this, bitches. We do a good job, and I think we deserve the pay. Hello everyone, coming live from the sewers of the south. My name is Aurora, and this is the Pussy Mansion. This is a podcast about the stripping industry and the strippers that work in that industry. I am so fucking happy that I'm finally doing this. Um, I've had this concept for about six months, and I was really, really, really kind of scared to do it. I wasn't really sure if it would be something that would gain a lot of traction, or I was mainly scared of not doing it right. I was scared of possibly sounding like a dummy or not being able to express everything that I want to express in a span of 20 to 30 minutes. <clears throat> there's, a, there's a lot to this that I was having a lot of worries about, but uh, since the pandemic started in March, I said to myself, no, nah, fuck that. We, we, we need to do this, especially with uh, the current state of affairs that's in the U.S. and around the world and the things that just have been going on for such a long time. And I mean a, an obscenely long amount of time. And this is, this is it. And I'm, I'm really excited to finally do this. I'm really, 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 really excited. So, like I said, my name is Aurora, and I'm here with my video and sound editor, Karma. Hi. We are so, so excited to be doing this first episode. <laughs> so the Pussy Mansion is this concept that I've had for, like I said, six months, and the the whole thing was I, I didn't ever find anything online that had a good platform for strippers. There was nothing that was out there that was a good platform for strippers to communicate with each other, uh, to get information on how to, you know, get, get into the industry or um, what to do with your finances. There's really nothing out there, I believe, besides, you know, maybe a couple of um, really fantastic uh, Instagram uh, people like Exotic Cancer, Jack the Stripper, and there's many more, not even just a couple, I'm sorry to say that. And I just thought that maybe I could try to create a platform where once a week I will have an episode and bring on another stripper that I personally know or personally work with, and we talk about different topics. So some of those topics will include things like dating a stripper, what it's like to be in a relationship with one of us. Um, pole dancing, do you have to be good at it? Do you actually have to know how to do, like, athletic pole work? Um, picking your name. Uh, choosing a club. There's so much. And also, on top of that, I want to kind of humanize the people that are in this industry. Because this is not just women. This is men. This is trans men. This is trans women. These are, uh, this is a, this is a very, very, very broad range of people that are in this industry. Um... This is a podcast that I want to make very clear that we are LGBTQIA friendly. We are supportive of the Black Lives Matter movement. We are anti-fascist. And we support queer sex workers, and especially like sex workers of color, um, trans sex workers, and so on. And um, I, I want to I create this platform um, for strippers to be able to have a voice. When the pandemic started... I was really, really worried uh, because I, I was scared that I was going to be out of a job for a long time. And now it's been, what, three, four, three, four months? Four months, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I have been out of a job. And this does not just include the strip clubs, but this also includes bars and restaurants. Um, I consider strippers to be part of the service industry. Just we do service a little bit different. Um, but for instance, I think bartenders 
and uh, strippers can be kind of similar in concept. Um, I actually had a conversation with someone one time that is in the bar industry, and I remember them kind of comparing the two to, to, to each other. And I said, no, yeah, you're right. There, there is, there's a lot of similarities. Like we, we both kind of have to play into a fantasy. We both, uh, we both kind of act as therapists or as very good friends with those patrons that come in. But here, here was something that kind of made me not angry, but just kind of like, really, are you fucking kidding me? Was this person told me, I just don't understand. Like, you know, it's not for me to go to a strip club. It's not, it's not my thing. But I just don't understand, like, why, you know, someone would want to go to a strip club and, like, or has to pay money. And I'm like, you know, I didn't say this to this person, and I honestly wish I really did. But, okay, you go to a bar, and you pay for your drink, and you sit there and you conversate. Right? You, you pay for the experience also. Exactly. And I'm just like, look, dude, I would rather <laughs> I'd rather go to a club where there's beautiful women and titties and girls doing amazing performances rather than get harassed by a bunch of dudes and like or if I was a dude, be around a bunch of other fucking idiot dudes. <laughs> like I'd rather be around a bunch of idiot dudes with a lot of hot chicks. So I would choose a strip club over a bar <laughs> if I wasn't a stripper and if I was a guy. <laughs> It made me, it made me a little bit like, kind of like, what the fuck? Because I think, I, did, I just think it's funny. It's like, you guys are doing the same shit. Like, it's the same thing. It's like, I don't understand people that go to the same fucking bar five days out of the week and get fucked up and then go home. Yeah, s- same shit. That was my thumb hitting my stripper pole, actually. Um, <laughs> that was my thumb hitting one of the water pipes in the sewers <laughs> that we're recording from. Um, the resonance. <laughs> Is so good. Mm-hmm. You can hear that. That's how I call the rats to our aid. So, yeah, it was it was like really weird to me. And um, one of the things that I want to do with this podcast is to kind of give you a better light of what the stripping industry is like. There's a lot of things that go on that people don't talk about that people don't know about and that people are interested in knowing about but are too scared to ask. And um, one of the things is if I was here to talk about, um, for instance, uh, hygiene in the stripping industry, um, then I would want to go into pretty good detail about that because sometimes it's a little bit of a weird question to be like, Okay, like, I saw this one on Reddit, and it was like, help, I keep getting staph infections. And I was like, holy shit, because this was on the stripper uh, subreddit. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, no. What? What, like, from an open wound? No, because, because it's, because, look, clubs, clubs in general, not just strip clubs, but, like, clubs and bars have a, have a particularly good breeding ground for bacteria, and... I spray my ass with alcohol after sitting on a surface because I wear a G-string. Um, I do wear dresses sometimes, but, you know, I'm, I'm generally pretty exposed. And you will easily get zits on your ass if you are not careful. If you do not scrub your ass, wash your ass, it is possible. And sometimes, like, acne is a very real thing. We're really sensitive down there. You can get blackheads <laughs> in, like, your, your genital area. Like, this is, this is not an uncommon acne. thing. Acne. And it's the cell. Yeah, so, uh, that's the other thing. Summertime, 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of questions, I think, that strippers have that are, like, new strippers have that haven't been answered to them that they're too scared to ask for because there isn't a particular place that I've ever worked at where they've just kind of been like, all right, so let me hold your hand and we're going to walk around and this is how you do this. And No, not really. Um, and sometimes it's kind of intimidating. Sometimes there are women that have been there for, for a good amount of time. They're kind of like veterans. And you're too scared to ask questions. I remember when I first started stripping, I was 18. No idea what the fuck I was doing. Um, at all. So <laughs> I will actually get into that story right now. So, reintroducing myself, my name is Aurora. I have been a stripper for a good amount of time, but I've actually been in uh, the sex industry for uh, since I was 18 as well, yeah, in general. So I started stripping, and then I also worked um, in the sex toy industry, um, and I also enjoy BDSM and enjoy that community as well. Uh, although I'm not very active in it, I, I do I do appreciate um, the community that we have here and uh, around the U.S. and it, also in, in Germany especially and just all over Europe. So I was 18 years old and I remember I hung out with these two girls. They were so fucking cool. I'd met them when I was in middle school actually, but we really became friends in high school. And it was my senior year. They had already graduated and I remember... Oh, wait, no, I had graduated that year, and they were already out of school for a minute. And um, I remember um, going to, let's call her Jade. Uh, I went to her house, and uh, I was like, hey, what are you guys doing? Um, just to clarify, I went over there to, like, probably smoke weed or something. I don't really know. A lot of, like, that year was just a lot of pot smoking and drinking. But I just remember I went over there, and they were like, yeah, you can come over. And I was like, hey, what are you guys doing? And they were like, oh, we're going to go get ready to audition. And I was like, audition for what? And they both said to me, like, oh, we're going to go audition uh, at a new club. And I had known that they were strippers, and I never really thought anything of it. We just never talked about work. We were really just too busy, like, being stupid and, you know, driving around, smoking weed. So <laughs> I, I just remembered being like, okay, cool. And then she was like, hey, do you want to come audition? And I was like, yeah, sure. I never really, I didn't really have a particular stigma towards stripping. I just never really thought that that was something that I would do. I just, it just wasn't something that really crossed my mind. Uh, I had actually been a former dancer before uh, in um, classical ballet. And um, I had done that for a very long time and I'd stopped. And um, I was like, you know what? I think I could do this. I think, yeah, I think I could do this. And I remember going home, grabbing the one two-piece set that I had from Victoria's Secret, getting a pair of really shitty, like, clunky heels, like, you know, like, 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 one that you would buy at, like, Aldo, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Like, like, they're, like, clunky platform with a chunk, chunk like wedge heel? Like, a, like, a, not like a wedge, like, it's not connected, but it looks like, looks like if you got, like, one of those, like, kids toy, like, fucking, like, fit the rectangle and <laughs> shit, that was the heel. <laughs> Oh my god. It's terrible. Those make so much noise. I too. mean, those were just terrible. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was embarrassing. And they were actually a little bit too big for me, which was even worse. Oh no. Yeah. So, I, like I said, I should have just been wearing clown shoes. It wouldn't have made a difference. <laughs> and um, 
I remember getting, I was actually pretty excited. I was like, oh, wow, this is like, this is going to be kind of cool. I was like, I'm, I'm like, kind of like, I'm kind of like, you know, doing something I've never done before, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be cool. So we drive out to the fucking boonies. And I remember, I remember walking into this place and it looked like a, like a saloon, but a nightclub. And it had three stages. It was really small. It wasn't that big. Uh, it had three stages, and each stage had a pole. I do remember, though, one of the stages didn't have a pole, and it had, like, these, like, little hangy things. Now, what? in my... <laughs> it sounds like a playground. No, in my head, it really is. It's an adult adult play, play, playground. <laughs> in, my, in my brain, from my memory, these little hangy things, like, you know those, like, Olympic round donut yes. things that you pull your... That's what they kind of... Rem- that's what I think they were. They were sort of something like that. Whoa. For, but, like, the buff gymnast strippers? Yeah, but it wasn't really, like... It was weird. I don't really remember. I was kind of drunk. But I just... I remember they were... They weren't normal. <laughs> <laughs> and so... And so I remember that... About that particular stage... So we get in there, and it's me, Jade, and let's call her, um... Julia. Cool. Julia. All right, great. Um, so me, Jade, and Julia go up to the manager, and we're like, hey, we want to audition. Um, Jade was kind of like the, the speaker for the two of us, so she was, she's always very, very, she's always been the person to take initiative, and, um, she's still a good friend of mine today. So, (sighs) the guy looks at us, and he's like, okay, and, uh, we did an audition, uh, he, we didn't take off our clothes. He just kind of looked at us and he was like, all right, let me get your 1099 uh, paperwork and here you go. So we began to sign everything and fill out all the, and fill out the forms. And um, I remember being guided to the locker room. Um, at, this, at this point in the beginning, I didn't know what a dance, uh, not a dance, a house mom, a dance mom. I didn't know what a house mom was. I didn't know that you, that you should bring your own locker just in case. Sometimes clubs provide that for you. I didn't know anything, and uh, I was I was you know I was totally new to this. I was a uh, I was a baby stripper, mm, baby. Mm-hmm. And so, I remember going to the back of the locker room and um, kind of being like, "All right, well, this is cool." And I changed into my laundry set. I put on my heels, and um, I shoved whatever I had into my friend's locker because she had brought a lock, so I didn't get one. And I, I put on my stuff. And mind you, I don't even know what state my pubic hair was in because I was 18. I don't even know. I didn't even know what the fuck contouring was. Like, I didn't know anything on how to do my makeup. I didn't, I didn't wear fake eyelashes. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I looked like. <laughs> but <laughs> all I know is that I had this two-piece set on, and it was, like, white. And I go up to the manager because he, he was going to look at us. So I have my shitty fucking like wax shoes on and I have this two piece set. Um, who knows what the fuck else. Full was- bush. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm like, just full bush. And I, I like go up to the manager and he's like, he looks at me up and down. And he's like, no, no, you, you can't wear that. And uh, the funniest thing is that he was talking about my underwear 
Not my shoes, but my underwear. Like, my shoe. I wish I could, like... But you thought in your mind... Yeah, I was like, what? Oh, my shoes. I would, seriously, I would never, ever, <laughs> ever let a woman go on stage with the shoes that I was wearing. That was, like, fucking ridiculous. No, but he was like, no, 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 no. Your underwear. And then I realized they were sheer. So you have to wear a legal G-string. That's, like, stripper 101. You gotta wear a legal G-string. If you're working in a club that's not full nude. So, um, Julia actually had an extra white G-string, so it matched my outfit. And I remember getting ready, and I was like, okay, okay. And I was pretty nervous. I was actually very, very nervous. And, um, then we went to the DJ, and we were giving our names. And, um, this is just typical protocol. You go up to the DJ, introduce yourself, then you tell them your stage name, and, um, you kind of tell them, like, kind of what music that you want to, that you want to hear. I chose... The worst fucking name, um, and I thought it was so cool. I was like, yeah, this is different. This is badass, and I'm not going to say it on this episode. If you would like to know what that name was, you can tip me at dollar sign the Pussy Mansion Cash App. That is the application to tip me, and then I will tell you if you tip me for it, because it was that fucking terrible. I will give you one hint. There was a movie that came out that year, and I thought this character was so fucking fine that I could also have this name. No. Never. <laughs> ever. It was bad. And we will get more into the whole tipping process because, you know, if you want to support this podcast, I, I would really appreciate it. Um, so anyway, back to the story. So then I gave them my name, and he was like, uh, okay. And he was like, so what kind of music do you like? And I was like, well, um, I like rock. I like, uh, I like alternative music. Uh, I, I, I like techno, like, you know, like electronic music. And the guy just kind of looks at me. He's like, you like dubstep? And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and the guy was like, you, you, you look like you like dubstep. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever been so offended in my life. <laughs> Well, to be fair, if you combine rock and electronic music, I guess that is dubstep music. What the fuck? <laughs> like, what did I, what was I, what, it was the shoes. <laughs> he was like, this stupid bitch is wearing some crazy ass shoes. <laughs> to be told that you look like you like dubstep music, though, uh, I don't Dude, know that's that. what I'm curious. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I look like I like dubstep I was like, um, okay. And, um, well, that's what I danced to, my first night stripping, which I didn't know how to do anything. I didn't know that there was, there was kind of like a dynamic or kind of a flow that you had to have on stage. I didn't learn about that until I got back into dancing later. Uh, I went on stage and I, I don't even, I mean, I don't know. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't that good. Let's just say that. They actually told me, I remember this, they told me, that I should change my name to Go-Go because I looked more like a Go-Go dancer than a stripper. Mm. And I was like, dude, what the fuck was I doing? I think back on that, I'm like, was I, like, popping it? I was just like, uh, what's, what's the, like, the move where you, like, stomp your feet around and shit? Uh, oh, fuck. I don't know, like, that trance hardcore dance? Yeah. Oh, my I'm like, God. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is that what I was doing? I don't know. My tits are just jiggling up and down like crazy. <laughs> 
Well, shuffling. Yes, yeah, shuffling, shuffling. shuffling. Yeah, yeah, that would that would have been a sight to see. <laughs> um, I didn't know how to give lap dances. Um, that was very awkward for me. My first lap dance that I thought I was doing so well, and then I looked over and this woman had her leg over her head, and I was like, "Wow!" And I just, oof, oof, girl, I looked, I looked like a mess. And it was not the best or worst experience. I thought it was actually pretty good for my first time. I had a girl come up to me um, who... She was a fucking bitch, okay? I was 18. I didn't know what I was doing. And this woman, I was sitting with a guy trying to, like, you know, do my hustle. And this chick's like, you should really put on deodorant. And I was like, oh. Um, and she's like, yeah, you should, you should really what? do that. And I was like, what the fuck? And you know what? Is that another form of side hustle? Like, calling out somebody else so that you can take over? I mean, that's a really shitty fucking way of doing it. And I don't see a lot of people do that. But, like, I've petty, seen... Petty hustle. I've seen... No, I've seen that before where girls are like... I, I've seen a girl turn to another girl and been like, Oh, he doesn't like... Or they don't like da 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 And I'm like, that's just so fucking... That's like a, such a low blow. Yeah. And, like, maybe that was her client or something. I don't know. But I just remember being like, oh, okay. So that was, like, the only kind of, like, cattiness I got from the industry. But generally, I've never experienced anything besides that in my entire career of stripping. So that was, like, the worst of it. And then, um, I mean, it was a pretty pretty decent night. My first night, I made uh, over $600. And after tip out, it was 600 And um, it, it was good. It was awesome. I, I very much enjoyed it. So now, uh, I changed my name because that name is obsolete. She's dead. Uh, <laughs> so my name is Aurora, like I said before. And my aesthetic at my work, um, at my club, is uh, I have a very like gothic, alternative aesthetic. I don't actually really have any tattoos. Don't actually really. I don't have any tattoos, and I don't really have too many piercings. And so I kind of get away with it uh, where I work. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of differentiations between clubs, and um, uh, I, I'm very niche at my club, which uh, helps my hustle. And uh, on, on fun nights, you know, I like to wear lots of black lingerie. I don't wear color. Um, I like to wear jewelry. I like to wear collars. Um, I incorporate... Uh-huh. Do you still dance to dubstep, though? No! <laughs> I only dance to... I'll dance to industrial music. Okay. But, like, I, I'll dance to um, lots of Depeche Mode, Typo Negative, Nine Inch Nails. Um, I have danced to just, like, mainly 90s, 80s. I'll do, um, like, Nitzarib, Front 242. Uh, I do like to do pole work. What's the most obscure song you've ever danced to? One that you thought, like, oh, like, this is gonna be, like, really out there, and you were just testing the waters? I danced to... Okay. <sighs> Hold on, I'm using my brain. I, I think one of the most obscure songs that I have danced to was... This was obscure just because I didn't think anyone would know it. So, especially at my club. So I danced to, like, Skinny Puppy. Uh, that was really interesting. 
I've danced to a couple of songs where I thought they were really obscure, but then I'll have like one old motherfucker in the back that's like, yeah, yeah, Jesus is here. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Like who dragged this dude in? And I, it's always fun. Cause they, they, I mean, I think a lot of my clients and my, my regulars like, like my music. They like it because they're just like, oh, I secretly also like Jesus in the Mary Chain or some shit. That's cool. No, because you know they're they're they coming they're coming from an environment where they had to act a certain way, and now they come to the club and they can, you know, be their nasty little selves. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Um, so that oh, one of the, one of the weirdest things I've ever danced to. Uh, a guy tipped me fifty dollars to dance to, the opening of uh, what's what's that. What's that fucking show that uh, white people like about the children at the high school? Uh, Saved by the Bell. <laughs> no! Stop it! Yes, this guy tipped me $50 and the DJ to dance to the Saved by the Bell theme song. What? Yes. Yes! And it was so fucking funny, because I was like, okay, and I don't know how to clap which, my ass cheeks. Which character did you uh, role play? I don't know. I didn't, that wasn't my, that wasn't like my, my show. I wasn't like, oh, hell yeah. Saved by the bell. Fuck. I can't wait to get on stage and shake my ass to Saved by the bell. I, it's like a 30 second opening song and I was so confused. Who's like the nerdy dude from Saved by the Bell? Uh, Screech. Fucking Screech. I want to change my fucking name, my stage name to Screech. <laughs> but instead of, but instead of being like, here, like Screech to the stage, it'd be just like, oh, it's the stage. Oh my God. That'd be so good. Uh, so yes, that was probably the scary, the worst. The oddest thing that I've ever been paid to dance for was the Saved by the Bell theme song. And, yeah, it is a predominantly white-watched show, I'm pretty sure. Because, like, the two, three guys that got up and were just like, holy shit, and they were pointing at the guy that tipped me, like, bro, they were white guys. And <laughs> I thought it was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> Yeah, now now I've been in the industry for some time, and like I said, I used to work in the sex toy industry, and I like uh, the BDSM community. And right now, um, since this pandemic, there has also been a lot going on um, within the sex working community that people are not aware of. Ever, ever since the pandemic started, um, there has been a lack of voice coming from women and men and queer people, especially, like I said, people of color um, in, the, in the sex industry. And uh, particularly, like I said, I want the Pussy Mansion to be focused on the stripping industry, but I will not ever, ever, ever not mention other, other positions in the sex working field. Um, the pandemic has really hit us hard. It has hit us in a way that is different from hitting people that are... Um, Bartenders. Yeah, or, or, or people that work in restaurants or people that work in retail. Um, unfortunately, a lot of my friends uh, that are like their own business, say if you're a dominatrix or you write erotic novels or if you work for a sex toy manufacturer, uh, they've been having issues with getting aid from the government. Pretty much in the beginning, they said, um, they pretty much said, if you do anything sexually explicit, you're not getting like a federal loan in this time. 
And that's really, really fucking crazy to me that there is so much happening right now. And I'm, I'm terrified for, especially, especially right now, I'm especially terrified of, uh, the sex workers of color, uh, the queer sex workers, uh, trans women, trans men that are, that are in this industry that are not getting aid. It's very, very scary. And no one's, no one's here for us. Like we're at the very bottom of the food chain. We really are. And like, that's not even considering street workers. I mean, it's, it's fucked. Like, um, like one of the things that I, I will very, very briefly go over is like, whenever clubs get raided and shit, like guys don't get arrested. Patrons don't get arrested. They don't get fined. No, it's the girls. I know a girl, um, that was, uh, she was fined and got a, she, no, no, no. She was arrested and fined and she got like a misdemeanor when she was 18 wow. for something like really stupid, like something God, I wish I could remember what it was, but it was something very, very dumb. And it's not fair to me that they do not, they do not take these men into accountability. Um, but that's, like I said, that's another topic for another episode. But it's, there's, there's a lot going on. And there's a lot going on in that field that I would love to talk about. Um, especially when it comes to police. I mean, right now, like, I, I'm going to be honest, like, I, I'm going to open the floodgates and just say, like, I, I believe in defunding the police. I also believe that, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement is very important. I believe that there needs to be justice served. I believe that um, there needs to be support in the LGBTQIA community during these times as well. And I'm anti-fascist. There's, there's a lot, a lot that I can say, but I, I just don't feel like I have all the time and all my resources lined up right now in this moment to say it properly and express it properly. So that's why I want to make this platform something where women, men, and people that are gender neutral and so on, they can come on and they can express these concerns. They can express their opinions. They can share their stories. I want to humanize. I want to humanize these people. In the beginning, I think it's going to be a lot of girls that I work with personally. And I eventually, I want to branch out. I definitely want to branch out into interviewing and talking and co-hosting with many other individuals as well. So bear with me. So I have quite a bit of topics that I want to discuss, but I would really, really love if you guys would shoot me an email. Um, my email is aurora.violets at yahoo.com. In this, uh, in this email that you send me, please send me your questions, sh send me your stories, uh, send me your experiences. They can be funny stories. They can be, they can be, you know, more serious stories or, um, stories about prejudice that you've faced, um, advice, um, advice that you can give to me, um, resources, uh, or pointing me in the right direction to who I should talk to, who you want to have on this podcast, um, the other thing is, is like I said, um, we are not working. Um, it's not it's not possible for me to work right now because I do a very intimate job. I am physically having to be next to people. I have to be there. That's my job is physical intimacy with these people and performing. And I'm not working. And so if you really do enjoy this podcast or you want to hear more and you want to support it, can you please just shoot me a tip at my cash app, which is dollar sign, the pussy mansion. Um, that's 
capital T, P and M. I'll put it in the description along with my email. Um, every bit of change that I get for that will help me with the podcast. And I also will be cutting any tips to anyone that is helping me with the podcast, especially strippers that are coming on. That's the big thing. So if you have a question, please send me a tip because I work off of tips and the other girls that will be coming on and the other people that are coming on are going to be working off tips. I also plan on doing um, kind of like a two to three part series about getting into the industry, like how, how to start, how to, how to get your foot through the door. Um, if you have any stores or businesses that are um, uh, that are owned by a stripper, especially if you want to drop uh, drop any uh, businesses that you would like for me to talk about that are owned by women of color or um, or queer individuals or so on. Please, 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 just send me all the information that you can, and I would love to talk to them or put them uh, in the podcast somehow. I, I would love to do the best that I can. Because like I said, this is a platform that I want to create that's going to take time, that's going to take work, and it's going to take trial and error, of course. But I want to do the best that I can for uh, my community of, of strippers and what what can we do together. So yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty much the base of it. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I'm so excited to uh, continue this journey. Karma, thank you again for coming on and helping me ease my stress and anxiety from doing this. Karma is my video and sound um, editor. Karma's a bitch. That's about it. <laughs> uh, there will be no dubstep music in any of the production process. Do not worry. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much. Stay sexy, stay safe, wear a mask. Arrest the police officers that killed Breonna Taylor. I love you. And, uh... That's what the South is known for. Like, beep, 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 beep.